if I ever hear about you firing a weapon in this hospital again, I will have Dr. Beeson make you think you're a three-year-old little girl for the rest of your life. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. Today, we're going to get Rhonda's recap on UtopiaCon 2014 that she attended in Nashville. And we'll continue our summer book recommendations based on your destination of choice. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. UtopiaCon is a convention for women writers and fans of supernatural, young adult, and new adult fiction. Founded and funded by Janet Wallace, owner of Social Deviance, a social marketing company. And Rhonda was invited to participate, God, what, almost a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. They were they, they were very uh, di- um, dig- diligent. Yeah, about, they're very proactive yeah. about, mm-hmm. about getting people um, involved in, uh, in the con, which is great, and reaching out to... Um, to us and I'm sure to plenty of other people. So how long has Utopia been been going on? Well, it's fairly new. Um, It's actually a little difficult to figure out exactly when they started. Uh, I think partially because they were a grassroots kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, we're a bunch of fans. We ought to get together. We are, you know, we're all writers. Right. Um, But also it's it's one of my minor complaints about uh, poor communication on their website and some other things. But I think it was around 2011 or 2012. And uh, they started their doing their awards sor- ceremony officially in 2012. And it's typically, uh, so far, always held in Nashville in the heat of July summer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, got to pick a warm location in warm months. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So what's the format for this three-day event? Um, you know, for a con, it is really um, very well paced. You, it, it is not this constant grind of something starting at 6 or 7 o'clock and not stopping. Mm-hmm. Now, you always can find something to do. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get me wrong. But um, uh, one of the things I like is that they open the exhibitor booths and the con store um during hours early in the day and late in the day when there's nothing else going on. Uh. So you're never stuck. Oh, I want to go to this panel, but I've got to get to the store. Um, That's a really nice thing. Um, Like some cons, they've got extra workshops that you can pay to do. Um, In this one at six o'clock, if you wanted, they had yoga. Oh, that's awesome. I thought was really great. Yeah. And uh, the other fourth thought that they had was to have a man cave. Um, They, this is for women, by women. It's almost all women. But a lot of times the spouses travel with, they even had one panel just for the men. Um, (laughs) There are a couple of men uh, that were on panels to discuss some things in the women's section, but they have a man cave. Mm -hmm. And they tell us specifically at the beginning, it's like, ladies, don't go up there. It's right. not for you. It's right. for them to get away. Um, they hold raffles. They have um, a one-hour keynote speech every day, which is exceptional. Do not miss it. Uh, I've been to opening ceremonies at cons before, and they were a real waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a very key feature. Of the, they had great speakers this year, Jennifer Albin and Sylvia Day. Um, were both very different and very awesome. Cool. 
Um, and then after that, it's learning panels. You do you, you attend panels on just a variety of subjects uh, to do with writing of all kinds and fandom. And then they have book signings and their social events. And like I said, the award ceremony and something I didn't know about um, a write in where they just have a huge block of time. It's like, look, you say you never have time to write. You've Here's already <laughs> worked it out with your family to take three days off to be here. So we're giving you extra hours right now so that you can say, I, I, I'm already here. I'm going to take time to write. Nice. I like that. Not smart. Yeah, that is really smart because, it, you know, a cons are great and there's there's lots of uptime when you go to a con, especially when you go to some of the bigger ones where there's, you know, always something major going on and there's tons of people and, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff going on. So to take some time and say, you know, here's the thing you love that you're here for. Here's some time to do it. Very yeah. smart. Very smart. So how did how did Game One Girl get to participate this year? Well, this year I was asked to be on a panel on the uh the Friday where they first started doing their panels and it was called damsels in distress versus badass babes. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, it, I'm it. One of the things that I noticed about their panels, they have some of the best panels at a con I've ever seen. And I think mainly because they're so well balanced um, on my panel, there were uh, let's see two authors a blogger or three authors, a blogger and me, um, mm-hmm. a podcaster and video mm-hmm. game, very smart input. You get so many perspectives and everybody's got something different to bring to the table. And right. so you don't have five authors sitting up there saying, well, yeah, I agree with her. Right. Exactly. I couldn't say it better or something like that. You get actually different, different perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Wonderful ladies on the panel with me. Um, Myra McIntyre is the author of the Hourglass book series, which to me had some of the best cover art of almost any books at the con. Uh, Delphina, who does Delphina Reads Too Much uh, book review blog. Uh, G.P. Ching is the Soul Keepers series. Um, and like I, got, I had a lot of fun talking to um to her, she is just a, a, a wonderfully sweet, mature, professional lady and uh, very, very bright. And she said that they're wanting to option her Soul Keepers series and that Mel Gibson was reading her books. Oh, wow. And I, she said, I don't care if nothing ever comes from it. She goes, I can always say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you're one degree removed from Mel Gibson. But yeah, I put that, the, you know, that line in your elevator speech. Oh, you no know. kidding. Mel Gibson's reading my books. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other author was Kiri Taylor. And she's done the Eden Trilogy and the Fall of Angels Trilogy. And really, the conversation did not go quite the way I thought it was going to go. For these women, and when we're talking about young adult and new adult books, we're talking about a lot of romance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so to them, damsel in distress is not a negative term. Hmm. And so there was really no debate. To them, they're like, "Uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just a trope. It's just something that you do. It's, you know, one or the other. Mm-hmm. The, um, what the discussion really ended up going towards that I would have really, I'd, I'd have liked to have talked about more is, okay, how do you, A, how do you start her off, your protagonist, uh, by not being a doormat? Mm-hmm. Or B, when she goes from being a doormat to being a strong woman who has, who has found her independence. Mm-hmm. 
how do you make it so that she's not whiny or she's not a bitch? Right, right. How do you not make it too extreme? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the discussion was to the authors about that. But then I also got a lot of questions from the women in the audience. Once they found out I was a gamer, they're like, my son plays games. Mm -hmm. What can I play with him? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a pretty, that was pretty cool. So um, it was a fun panel. I would, I, we could have easily talked for two hours and Mm -hmm. uh, everybody was just really great. Neat. It sounds like it. I, I really like, like you said, the balance of people on mm-hmm. panels, because that's often something that I notice when I go to panels at cons where it's, you know, everybody either of the same opinion or yeah they're coming from the same perspective. So it's hard to get an, an interesting discussion going. So, yeah. What kind of demographic was there? So who was in attendance? Well, I was, um, of course, the, the age group ranged dramatically, but I, w- I would definitely say they were mostly in your 20s and 30s, although I did expect to see a whole lot more kids and teenagers mm-hmm. than I did. Um, I really thought that there would be quite a few of those there. I'm not even sure I saw any teenagers. I saw a couple of little girls, but... Um, but then outside of that, as far as the fields of study, it was everything uh, from all fields of the industry, um, different professionals, different uh, companies, and also fans. There was publishing, PR, graphic design. There were uh, cover models there, mm. um, bloggers, wow. editors. Yeah, yeah, that really does, you know, cover the gambit of, of, you know, areas that are involved in book publishing. Well, and... The, I think because they know the majority of the women there, that we're in a new digital age and mm-hmm. you can be independently published. Right. So although you get the freedom of actually getting your book put in between pages, you also have to do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff about book covers, about promotions, about book trailers and uh, how to do that stuff, um, these women, some of them, were the forerunners in the new, you know, freedom of the digital age. And they're here to help these women along. It's like, you know, don't make my mistakes here. How you, here's how you can do it. Yeah. You know, some of these things cost a lot of money, but right. they're very, very supportive. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Did you meet anybody else uh, noteworthy and interesting? Well, the, just a handful of people that I, I, because I sat on so many panels, I was just, um, gathering information, but I, I was lucky enough to meet, um, Tony Lasatz, who was also another blogger. And I believe she said she's coming out with her first book this year. Nice. Um, she writes book reviews over at my book addiction, love her logo. Um, her site's really nice. And that played out because at the award ceremony, she won uh, blogger and best blog of the year. Nice. Yeah. Voted and nominated by the, uh, by the attendees, attendees, by the public. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I met Celeste Hayes. Oh, you're going to ask about Tony? No, no, no. Uh, Celeste Hayes tracked me down after my panel. She does the Sphinx and Trevi adventure series, and she wanted to talk to me about how to convert that into gaming. Oh, cool. Yeah, so her and I are going to uh, start up a online dialogue. And nice. Talk. I, I've, I haven't written a game. I'm a programmer, but... I'm uh, more than happy to help her yeah. out with how I can. Yeah, uh, that would be And cool. then Lindsay Jameson is just one of the volunteers. I think she's the one that originally contacted us. I think so, yeah. And I finally got to meet her. The volunteers, of course, um, at cons are super busy 
and typically nameless because they're just running around doing things in the background. But yeah, yeah. I was glad to finally get to meet Lindsay. Yeah, there's always something that needs to be happening. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what did you learn? What, do you, what are your takeaways from, from this experience? Yeah, almost everything, anything, any panel I sat in, I learned something because I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not a studied writer. Uh, the first panel <laughs> I went to talked about street teams, which I didn't know what those were. I don't know what a street team is. Oh, yeah. This is, well, and it makes sense, I mean, when you think about it, but it is an organized um, PR, grassroots PR group. um, A lot of the women who are writing books, they'll audition for these, they'll take submissions for them, but they're people who are willing to be your fans Mm -hmm. and to promote your book through social media. Mm. So they're the ones that's supposed to get the word out. They will hold giveaways. They're your go-to people for um, online PR. Mm. That makes Uh, sense. Yeah, because these are the people who are now your PR group instead of, you know, the publishing company. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're your readers, they're your fan club. And, um, they talked about the authors. There were, there was a variety. There were street team members there. There was a publisher there. There were authors there. So they got to talk about that street team thing from all perspectives. Very nice. Cool. Um, I went to a co-authoring panel, which was really fascinating. There was a mother and son, two best friends who live in two different countries (laughs) and a husband and wife who actually live away from each other in two different States for about every other week. So the, the biggest thing I learned from it and they, they were great teams to talk about the different aspects, but the um, co-writing for them. So it just starts with a very strong trusting relationship from the beginning um, having a track record with this person so that you already know ahead of time, you can give each other feedback. You're not going to get bent out of shape. You're trying to write a book and it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can only imagine. I have tried in the past to have group papers. Um, mm. and it's always a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I can imagine. Yeah. The, the students, uh, have a really hard time, uh, trusting other classmates mm-hmm. and, and it never works out where everybody feels like they did equal work. And, uh, yeah, so I, it's one of those things that it sounds really good in theory, but in practice, it's just kind of a nightmare. So, yeah, yeah, it's, there's a whole lot more to it than Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yep. And they all took different, they all took different writing styles. Um, the mother and son team, and they'll have to forgive me if I, if I screw all this up, but the mother and son team tend to assign each other chapters to write. Mm -hmm. So, one of them will write chapters. They'll give the pages to each other and they'll read them out loud. And then the next one will pick up her chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, the two best friends write for specific characters. Right. And then the husband and wife team, they will sit down and one of them will start writing until they get blocked and then they hand it off. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. I really it's like that and like approach. I can see how that would work. I've been curious. Um, Isabella just started reading Marked, um, the first book in the House of Night series. Mm-hmm. And that one's written by um, PC and Kristen Cass, so mother-daughter team. And uh, she made the comment today about how it's a little, the language gets a little too teeny for her. Um, teen-like, teenager-like, not teeny oh, yeah. as in small. Um <laughs> 
And uh, I said I thought that that was uh, Kristen's influence. I think that the daughter tends to be when you, you can kind of tell when she's writing and the characters I think that she writes more for. And I've been trying to kind of figure that out as I've read those books. Like, okay, so who's doing what and how does all this kind of fit in here? So yeah. um, it's interesting to hear other other people who are doing that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely... Uh, has plus and minuses. I mean, when the married couple, you know, when they get blocked, they got someone else that can just pick it up and they'll be full of ideas. Yeah. But keeping a consistent voice, I think is their, one of their biggest challenges. Yeah. That's deadlines. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where I think, like you said, the other group that does certain characters or, you know, certain chapters, I think Mm -hmm. that, that helps too. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, There was uh, a blogging panel, and most of the bloggers like uh, Tony Lasatz and um, uh, Delfina, their sites are specifically book reviews. They pick a particular genre, and they do those book reviews. And also authors, especially if they're self-publishing, but I think regular um, publishing houses probably do the same thing, they do blog tours. And the comment was made about how the blog tours are getting redundant and repetitive. Mm-hmm. And it's like from one blog to the other, it's the exact same interview, the exact same questions, exact same information. And I wish we'd spent a little more time discussing um, evolving that. There yeah. were some ideas that were put out that were really, really good. And uh, most of it was about moving to video. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that seems to be the big thing. Yeah. Just across the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything's about video now, so. Um, and the, uh, the one of the last panels I went to was um, talking about swag, which is another <laughs> one of those helpful hints. Right, to, the things you don't think about. Well, I mean, if you've got to do book tours and giveaways and you're a mom at home and you're publishing independently, yeah, you know, a thousand units of anything is a, a huge chunk of uh, grocery money, you know? Yes, it is. And um, they had wonderful ideas. I, I don't see how from year to year that that panel will never get old. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, there's wonderful a, lot, stuff. a lot to consider. Cool. And so there's an award ceremony. That's not something I've heard of at very many cons. Um, no. And I, I think it's a... It's very new, but I think it's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um. First of all, as a room full of women, you get to attend a formal ceremony. I mean, how oh, many so you get to dress us- up? Oh, big time. <laughs> awesome. There was there was everything that you can imagine. That we had there was a cocktail party beforehand and um there were gowns, sequins, glitter, um stilettos, I mean, you name it. You got to wear that dress that you wish you could wear, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of yeah. thing. The one that sits in your closet and you're like, oh. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so there were gowns and and there's everything. Um, so you get to do that. Um, the public nominates and votes in these categories. They've got very specific categories and it's open. But the the independent author is qualified. This mm-hmm. is an award ceremony that includes them. Mm. Um, so, um, I, unfortunately, I don't have a list of the winners. The nominees, if you do a Google search, you, you'll you be able to see the categories and the nominees. I think they t- took the link off their website. But um, big, big winners for the night um, were Amy A. Bartle with Under Different Stars, 
she was on the stage a lot and uh, Jennifer L. Armentrout and she was actually nominated for in several different categories. So I, I didn't have anything specific for her, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, I think it was a great idea because you get to do some recognition within your fan group. Right. Right. Yeah. And get that feedback. And yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's nice that it's, you know, that it's immediate too, that it's the people who are attending who are voting for it. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, like the Grammys where it's a select people in the industry that are making the decisions. Yeah. It's a yeah. very personal con. Yeah. That's cool. Very that's interactive. Cool. That's cool. I'm, I'll be curious since it's a woman centric um, con, I'll be curious to see how it compares for. Uh, gig girl con when we go there in yeah, October. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to see about your, your perspective on that. So are you going to head back? You know, I don't know because, um, it's, it's, I'm not a writer. Uh, I definitely could do some more panels, but it, it's not a, it's not probably not a con where game on girl is going to get a lot of exposure mm-hmm. and be very applicable for them. Yeah. We talk um, a lot about, you know, young adult fiction, or at least I do because yeah. that's my kind of my go-to um, escapist reading, but um, it's not really our focus for, for the site and the podcast. No. And personally, that's not my reading genre at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. I, I added, I don't know, half a dozen books to my Kindle to try to read before I went so I could get a feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're not books I will pick up from this point on. I'm sure it, it's, it, and it has nothing to do with quality or anything like that. They're just mm-hmm. not for me. Yeah. Um, but if, um, I've got some friends, our, um, our, our gaming family conquering the universe mm-hmm. that they're full of writers and they were very curious to hear how this went. If they go, of course I'll end up going. <laughs> So I'll go back then. But the cool thing about it is the tickets are already on sale. Mm-hmm. The hotel is already taking reservations. And the attendees of the con got to vote on what the theme would be next year. Nice. Yeah. So this year it was Take Me to Your Reader. It was based on aliens. And next year is going to be Time Travel. Write Your Own Future. Awesome. Yeah, so th- th- it's just a, a lot of really nice personal uh, personal touches and interactivity. That's great. I love. I th- I think when you're when you're a new con and you're just starting out, that's really the way you have to go. You have to engage your populace, so the people who are coming, like like they're doing with their award ceremony, mm-hmm. and uh, and keep it personal. So yeah, kudos to them. So. Uh, yeah, so this is one of our one of our first cons for for the con season. Uh, Rhonda attended, and uh, we'll have some more of these uh, episodes and talking about more of the sort of events that we're going to uh, later on this year. So keep an eye out for for con con happenings. Confirmation. Confirmation. Oh, nice. Oh, good one, Rhonda. Confirmation. Yeah, I, those are rare and few and far between. <laughs> Glad we got that on tape. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to continue our summer reading series where we recommend books depending on your destination. Um, We've just picked three general destinations, the beach, the mountains, and international. And it's been fun to see the types of books we recommended for each category and uh, the kind of themes we've defined for them. So what have you got defined this week for beach? For the beach, um, I wanted to recommend uh, a graphic novel 
the uh, Buffy series. Ooh, nice. Yeah, from um, Dark Horse Press. Uh, It's like season eight. Actually, I think they're up to season 10 now. Um, So they continued on the story of Buffy after the end of the show through the graphic novels. Um, And I've only read the first few, um, but I picked one up uh, recently just to kind of uh, go back through it. And uh, I was like, oh, that's right. These are really enjoyable. So, you know, beach reading, lighthearted, quick, definitely, definitely a thing to kind of pick up and go to at the beach. Yeah, I think I think the beach is a great place for graphic novels. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. So what do you have for the beach? Well, I don't pick um, series very often, but I think the Dresden Files series by uh, Jim Butcher is a really good series for the beach. Um, You've got your sci-fi, supernatural, mostly supernatural, uh, magical stuff. Um, Dresden is a wizard and basically solves crimes Mm -hmm. of the supernatural kind. Uh, His first book is Stormfront. It's an easy read, easy to pick up, put down, come back to, and um, you get a lot of punch Nice uh, in the pages. It's a good one for the beach. Great. Very good. And what about the mountains for you? Uh, for the mountains, I'm actually going to suggest a, a, a birthday gift I got from someone. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly enough from you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. <laughs> uh, Maya Angelou's collected um, poems. Uh, it's my my mountain recommendation. Oh, nice! Um, it's so funny that I know you're not big into poetry. No. <laughs> but my Angela is very approachable, very enjoyable, very interesting to read. Um, lots of empowering sort of poems in there. Uh, so uh, I think it would be a good a good mountain read. Again, something you could kind of pick up and put down in little bits and pieces. Um, which might go well with hiking and other activities you might be doing mm-hmm. while you're at the mountains or, or campfires and s'mores or whatever else might be happening while you're, while you're on the mountains. Or you could, if you are so inclined, uh, read it out loud to <laughs> the yeah. people that you're on vacation with because poetry does tend to lend itself to oration. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you tend to understand. See, that's, that's what I would challenge you. I know you're not a big fan of, of poetry, but you might try reading it out loud a little bit and see if, uh, if that kind of helps probably yeah uh, it's it like it's exactly the way you said you know yeah and it was a risk buying the book anyway because you are a fan of poetry i have no idea what poetry you have (laughs) you probably and by angela is like you know if you like poetry you probably own it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i didn't have that book so you you, okay you you did you did quite well with that um and i and you know and she did just pass away a couple of weeks ago so um very kind of timely as soon as i saw it i was all like oh that this is perfect so very thoughtful so thank you for that (laughs) so what um what do you have recommendation for mountains well, I've mentioned this book on the show before, but um, The Mountains, I think, is a great time to, to read Eric Larson's uh, The Devil in the White City. Um, pretty much any Eric Larson book. He, mm-hmm. he does, um, it's not historical fiction. It, it's really hard, actually, to classify, but what he does is an intense amount of research, and he pulls together um, information from every shred of paper and picture and anything that he can find and he tells interesting stories of particular uh, highlights in time. Uh, Devil in the White City is about the uh, Chicago World's Fair in 1893 
which also at the time, um, a very famous serial killer was working mm-hmm. down the street. Yeah, I read that many years ago. Yeah, H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes. Yeah. Um, the overlapping of the two is just very interesting. I think that's kind of uh, Eric Larson's stick is showing these great pivotal times of invention and and creativity while uh, this underbelly of the world is also going on at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, the World's Fair, wonderful, interesting things about that. That's when Cracker Jacks were introduced, shredded uh, wheat. Yep. And the Ferris wheel, which just absolutely terrified everyone to death. Nobody would get that. <laughs> it's so funny to think about that now, that that was like yeah. this big terrifying thing. And, um, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that is the way things go. You do have to kind of transition uh, and into these different uh, uh, <laughs> adventures, such as it were. These, these things smart- we think are easy were once, you know, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as the hiking and everything goes, this also makes a great audiobook. Oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what about your international this time? So my international this time, um, I'm going to suggest um, from one of my all-time favorite celebrities, uh, Will Wheaton's Just a Geek. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yes, which is a great, a great book. Um, it's got a you know, bunch of great stories. Uh, also great on audiobook. He does read it. Um, actually, my friend Julie just told me that she's going to um, get me a copy of him reading it for my birthday. So, um, yeah, I don't have the audio version. I have the Kindle version. Actually, I have a whole library of Will Wheaton books on my <laughs> Kindle. <laughs> Although, if there was any chance he ever did listen to it, I'm still... Uh, waiting for a version of um, uh, he's got a book focused on uh, with stories focused on gaming. Um, I can't remember if it's called Game On or Games We Play or something like that or Why We Play something something to that effect. Yeah, and it has been out of print for a long time, and I've been I've been waiting for it to become a Kindle version. So because um, there's one story that he read the first time I saw him at um, Emerald City Comic Con, he read um, a story about playing Scrabble with his wife. <laughs> and it is just it's just a delightful little story and I've been wanting to get back to it but anyway uh, Just a Geek kind of chronicles a lot of his um, of his life a lot of um, autobiographical stories and about being a geek and it's just an overall sort of great read uh, for geeky inclined people so cool yeah so what about you for international choice um, well I'm going with a, an obvious one on this this time but um, I love biographies and memoirs um, and so I'm recommending my life in France by Julia Childs oh nice um, it, it's wonderful to me to look back at uh, the lives of some of these just basically iconic um, American um, icons Mm -hmm. that stand out and have had a long history and you look back and you think about you know growing up it's like yeah I remember watching Julia Childs on TV I remember the SNL um, spoof I mean you just don't forget any of this stuff and and the the look back on her life just enriches it Mm -hmm. and it also she has so much loves France yeah and it's wonderful to hear an American talk about uh, discovering and falling in love with another country that's um, so beautiful and to, to fall in love with their cuisine and get to know them that way. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really a sweet book. It's short, easy to read. You're not going to 
uh, get overwhelmed by it and nice. you'll enjoy that a lot. Cool. Very cool. Well, if you guys have got any book recommendations for this summer, what have you got lined up that you're reading? And uh, just let us know on our, any of our social media sites. You can find those links at GameOnGirl.com. I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can get hold of me on Twitter at RoRoom. That's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M. Email me, Rhonda, at GameOnGirl.com. Or you might stumble upon me over at Tumblr and Instagram. You might tumble on you. Tumble on. Yep. <laughs> I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. Um, yeah, we have lots of great events going on this summer. Uh, Rhonda, what's your next event coming up? Um, uh, again, right now, it's just Congregate in July, about okay. early July in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And it's the first first of the, uh, of the first Congregate. First of cons first in ever. Winston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first it's ever. a general fiction con, but it's got some... Some good writers, uh, uh, Larry Carrera is going to be there, Mark Poole, um, and, oh, poor Tony, I can't say her name, Quizkoff. Wow, I have Tony no Quiskoff, idea. Tony Quizkoff. Wow, yeah. And Jennifer McCollum, which, cool. who's a makeup artist. Nice. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be really fun. And they'll have a gaming track. They'll be, they're signing up for games and. Nice. Uh, nice variety of stuff. Get and I'll be doing three or four p- panels. So. Cool. Very cool. Little uh, local uh, celebrity you get to be now. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, big fish in a small pond. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, definitely check out Congregate. Um, check out Utopia if you're interested in young adult and new adult fiction. Um, and see if there's, you know, maybe that might be something you'd be interested in attending next year. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher Streaming. These links, along with references made in the show, can be found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on, or read on as well. Bye.